Hey everybody, welcome to church. I'm Chris, happy New Year's Day to you. I hope that you are eating collard greens and pork chops or whatever it is you do with your tradition on New Year's Day. Um, it's good to be together, uh, even if we're spread around the city through this medium. And so I'm thankful to be able to open the word and share with you something that's on my heart. Uh, before I get into the word, I wanna make two very quick, very important announcements. Number one, next Sunday, so on the 8th of January, we are gonna have a vestry informational meeting. So if you are interested in nominating someone to serve on our vestry, uh, if you are interested to potentially serve on the vestry or you just wanna know what a vestry is like and what it's about within the Anglican tradition, show up right after our 11 o'clock service in our chapel just outside the sanctuary and Nate Smith, who is our executive pastor, myself and Barrett Grant, our senior warden are gonna lead us through an informational meeting. We hope you'll join just to find out more about it. And also on that same day, the 8th of January, next Sunday at 4.30 p.m., I'm gonna be gathering with a group of staff people to facilitate a conversation from 4.30 to 6 on what we're calling our core commitments. Our leadership team has done a lot of work over the last year to renew our own understanding of and our desire to fulfill the mission God's given us. And we're gonna be over the next five weeks, starting next week, just walking through what that means and getting you involved in conversations and discussions. So I hope you'll come. Uh, that's gonna be a really important time in the life of our church. But let's read from the Bible. If you have a Bible nearby, grab one and open up to John 17. I'm gonna read verses 20 through 26, and then we're gonna pray. And I'm gonna say just a few things about unity, uh, which is the prayer of Jesus. Here's what Jesus says. I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given to me, I have given to them so that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become completely one so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given to me may be here with me where I am to see my glory, which you have given to me because you have loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known so that they that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray and then let's try to hear Jesus. Father, we thank you for the Bible. Jesus, we thank you for really bold prayers that you pray for us, for Christians like this one. God, as we live now in an increasingly divisive world where we all in one way or another feel the effects of division and a lack of reconciliation in our country, in our world, in our families, and our friendships, God. We ask that you would give us hope because of your prayer for us, Jesus. Father, I pray that as we step into a new year, this 2023, uh, which for some reason, new years speak to us of new opportunity, new possibility. I pray, God, that we would sit today and consider what possibilities are there within the landscape of our relationships. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So the, the, the first thing I think we need to consider here is that Jesus is praying for us. 
Uh, so often we worry that we're on our own, that we have to figure things out on our own. And just like I alluded to in my prayer a few moments ago, if you are anything like me, the last two and a half to three years have taken a toll on us. Certainly the last couple of years have taken a toll on unity. Uh, we've just come through a political cycle for uh, elections in our state. And if you just turn the TV on for five minutes, you hear uh, strife and division and conflict everywhere. Many of you just went home for um, Thanksgiving or Christmas and maybe felt some undercurrents of that tricky difficulty even around your dinner tables. We all feel, I think, the effects of division in our bones. And I find it very telling that Jesus, when he prays for us, he prays for unity. He doesn't pray that we would sweep conflict under the rug. He doesn't pray that we would uh, default to like really surface level living. I think for many of us, we were taught that unity meant ignoring conflict or difference. We were taught just to uh, do whatever we needed to do to make peace or to keep peace. And I find it interesting that Jesus, when he prays for unity, is really setting the bar really high. He says, Father, may they, Christians, you and me, be one like we are one. And so what Jesus is doing in this moment is he's putting forth anything but a false unity. He's not promoting false peace. He's actually saying, I want these Christians whom I love to enjoy the same level of unity and belonging that the Holy Trinity enjoy. And I just want us to stop and think about that for a few moments. There have been a lot of images in the history of the church around the Trinity, around Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, one is a, a table fellowship, uh, three sitting at a table, eating from a common bowl, existing in beautiful, intimate sharing and unity throughout all of eternity. The other, the Irish church, Imagine the Holy Trinity as a perpetual dance where they were moving in concert in unity with one another. And so when Jesus prays that you and me, that Christians would be one, he's not asking for something superficial. He's saying, I pray that they would enjoy the same kind of rhythm and sharing and hospitality and flow and meaning that we share, Father, Son, and Spirit. So he's actually praying for something really important for us, but it only takes just a little bit for us to look around and recognize how hard this is. I actually don't think Jesus would pray for it and pray about it if, if it were easy. I think if we could make unity happen on our own, if we could just ignore conflict and make everything great, we, we probably would have done that a long time ago. And yet here we are, maybe in the most divided age um, in many, many years, if ever. I think the advent of technology and the speed of mass communication and the way that we can throw bombs out and then retreat to our safety, uh, the way that we can find our way into echo chambers where we demonize everyone who doesn't see things exactly like we do and we moralize our own stance, maybe it's easier to be those ugly things than it has ever been. And yet, 2,000 years ago, Jesus saw the challenge he saw how hard it was for Christians to truly be one, to truly be uh, unified. And he prayed for us then, and it's my deep conviction that he's praying for us today. We're told that Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father and intercedes for the, for the Christian church. He's, he's literally praying for you and me today. And I think that this particular prayer of Jesus uh, is very meaningful. I know it is in my own life. I find myself after two and a half years of COVID and 
politics and isolation and all the stuff that we've all had to endure, maybe we feel more disconnected from some particular ones in our life than we ever have. I just wanna invite you just for a few moments to stop and take inventory. Maybe you don't even have to think for more than a few moments to realize, oh, I don't have a relationship with her like I used to, or things at the dinner table, things in my marriage, things with my kids, things with my parents, with extended family, coworkers, people who maybe you used to be in neighborhood group with. Maybe it only takes a, a moment's thought to think, gosh, those are harder than they were. You're not alone in that. We're all in that space and Jesus knows. I think the one thing in all the hard work that I take comfort in when I hear a prayer like this come from Jesus' lips is that he knows how hard it is for us. He knows how hard it is for a fragile, finite, fallen people like you and me to push through conflict and division and, and move toward one another. But that's what he's praying for. And so for me, as I stand at the threshold of 2023, I'm taking inventory. I'm looking at people in my life, people who are really close to me, and I'm asking, where, God, are you inviting me to move toward others? And I just want to say this. You, in your own strength, cannot make redemption and reconciliation happen, but what you can do is be available for it. We actually can't control both sides of a narrative. That's the thing about conflict. That's the thing about the divisions that Jesus was praying about. Um, we're only responsible for being curious and open and putting ourselves out there as best as we can in places that feel safe or appropriate for us. Here's what I'm not saying. If you've been in places of abuse, Jesus is not suggesting that you just put yourself out there and be abused again. That's not what he's talking about. What he's talking about is those places and what he's praying about are those places where we find ourselves in places of distance, strife, and division. And insofar as it concerns us, he wants us to be open and curious for what healing and reconciliation look like. I think that for the church to be the church moving forward into the future, we're gonna have to be known for people who are brave enough to put ourselves out there and hope for reconciliation and redemption. I think we'll probably look much different from the rest of the world if we will do that kind of courageous work. And I just wanna say it won't always work. It won't always happen. Not every relationship can be mended. Not every difference can be healed or reconciled, but lots of them can. So I just want to say to you today, Jesus is praying for you. Jesus is asking you to be open, to be brave, specifically as you look at your life. So think about your relationships. I am. Think about those that are close to you. Think about the accounts that you've maybe let get a bit unwieldy. You know, every one of us has one of those drawers in our kitchen. You know, the, the drawer where all the junk gets put and sometimes it's hard to open that drawer because it's so full, full to overflowing. Maybe you have some relationships that have just been filed away. Maybe you didn't have the energy to do much about it. That makes sense, actually. When we're not at our best, it's hard to do really hard things. And so for many of us, maybe, we've deferred some maintenance in relationship. Maybe it's time for you to begin to look at those relationships and say, God, what might you be up to? How might you ask me to make myself available? And I just want to say, that's hard, scary work. Unity is hard work. But the reality is division and irreconciled relationships, they hurt. They damage us. They diminish us. So as hard as it is to open yourself up to healing, to not actually keeps us in places where we're injured. And I'm imagining, even as I say these words, uh, some of us have let things go 
unaccounted for in our marriages, it's time to actually look at those things and hope for healing. Some of us have let things that we said in anger or in haste uh, that have created gulfs in significant relationships, friendships, family relationships, work relationships. We've let those things go unaccounted for and now maybe God would shine a light and say, I want you to be curious about how healing might occur. Now again, we can't control, but what we can do is believe that Jesus is praying for us for a reason. So one of the things that Trinity is going to be exploring uh, in that core commitments class. And actually, beginning next Sunday, um, on, on the mornings for five weeks, we're going to be preaching through five core commitments. They, they loosely correspond to some of the words that you'll see on the walls, like worship, community, formation, and influence. But uh, in the same way that like a 20-foot well versus a 200-foot well, 200 feet is deeper, there's more specificity. We're going to be going a little deeper, expanding a little bit. And we're going to be reflecting on things that we believe could kind of constitute a corporate rule of life, like a, this is how we're going to live our life together. Um, I think there's been too much emphasis both at Trinity, but also just in the world on your own just personal piety. And while personal piety is really important, like your own walk with God, it's our walk with God together that includes personal holiness that I think is actually going to define us as we move into the future. So I want to invite you to come because one of those things is going to be a commitment at this church for us to make space for re reconciliation and meaning in our relationships. And I just have a sense in my own life that that's um, happening. And I bet that's probably an invitation that's on offer for you as well. Let's just make space and trust that Jesus is with us in that space. So I hope you'll join us in the next number of weeks. We feel really excited, really animated as we step into 2023 that God's gonna be up to some really good stuff. And he's gonna open us up to having some conversations that I think are going to give us hope and confidence that Jesus is praying for us, is not in vain, that new things in our relational landscape are going to emerge. And I think that's going to be really, really life-giving. Before I turn you into uh, your day or your week, uh, doing whatever it is you're doing on this holiday. I just want us to pray and then we'll pray the Lord's Prayer together before we finish. First, let me pray for us. Father, thank you for the call to unity. Thank you, God, for the, uh, the prayer, Jesus, that you pray for Christians that we would be one, that we would quite literally, Jesus, be like you and the Father and the Holy Spirit. God, I pray that you would give us a sense of curiosity about where you might be wanting to work in our relationships. We bless you and we ask God for a hopeful and fruitful 2023 when it comes to our own relating as the family of God. In Jesus' name, amen. And now, wherever you are, if you feel bold enough to do it, let's just stand together in our homes or wherever it is that we are and let's pray the words Jesus has taught us to pray together. Let's pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.